0: You're listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast series that syndicates for the A-List online. My name's Andrew mackay smith and the interview subject that I've got coming up for you. The fella that you're about to hear from is Jared Gomez. Now Jared's in the US outfit Head PE. They're touring across Australia at the end of June 2019 with Nonpoint. And I'll read out the five dates. Perth, you've got a show on Wednesday the 26th. Adelaide, Thursday the 27th. Melbourne, Friday the 28th, Sydney, you get your show on the Saturday, and Brisbane, Sunday the 30th, I will hopefully be at that one there, time permitting. This is a lot of fun, this conversation, though, I really enjoyed talking to Jared, he's got a great sense of humour, it must be said, so let's have a listen to what he has to say. Here we go. Jared, it's Andy McKay-Smith calling for our chat, how are you? Hey Andy, great to hear from you, buddy. Mate, it's fantastic to talk to you, and I got a slight hangover, I must confess. So, because <laughs> it's morning here, right? So, <laughs> I didn't go raging. No, and...
1: it is. Thanks for getting up. No, Thanks that's for right. waking up.
0: No, that's all good. No, I'm
1: feeling. I got to tell you, Andy, I'm feeling blessed. I'm feeling grateful that people in Australia even want to talk to me, and they're willing to get up early and with a hangover.
0: <laughs> well, mate, how could we refuse and how could we resist? I mean, you're, you're in an excellent <laughs> band, you're a great lyricist, and you're coming uh, to Australia for these shows. So we, we couldn't not want to wake up, right? <laughs> thanks, buddy. You know, thanks. But, mate, I, I had a chat to Elias from Nonpoint uh, during the week, actually, so I've already, I already know that anticipation is building significantly for the shows, and he's looking forward to them, of course, as well. You know, but and, and the other thing is you're hitting all of the major cities together, including Perth, which is wonderful for our fa- fa- fans of yours over in Perth. And you've got 11 albums to choose material from, okay? That's a lot. It's a vast catalogue, really, when things are considered that most bands can't even get one or two out. But you've got 11 of them there. But,
1: bro, there's only one
0: good song on each record. Just kidding. Go ahead, though.
1: <laughs> Well,
0: well, it's it's like it's a bit like that with some people, isn't it? But the reality is, you've got almost hundred songs plus to choose from, and most of them are bangers, truly. Like they're all stuff that have got great rhythmic flow. I love your, I've always loved your lyrical dynamism. Okay, so I love the way you structure your lyrics to fit in and around the beat. Okay, and I know a lot okay, of hip, okay. I love the way, and, and a lot of hip hop artists are doing that these days, Drake and all the rest of it. But you've been doing it a long time before them. And I, I, often, I often wonder, mate, you know, some of these, some of these you know, towering figures in, in urban music and hip-hop, mate, I do wonder if they've been listening to you, because I'm hearing a lot of you. Well, stuff. you know
1: what, gr- dude, well, that's, that's an amazing compliment, because check it out. I've been doing it for so long, but I love to, like, listen to the kids and get, like, you know, and, and um, get ideas from the rhythms that they're using and evolving to and, and go that route. But please continue.
0: Yeah, well, it's I'm hearing it, man. I mean, it's, it's there. I mean, you listen to Drake's music and a lot of these, uh, particularly in Australia here, of course, we're very influenced by the music that comes out in the United States. A lot of these uh, young girls and guys that are coming through. I, I hear your stuff in it, man. I can hear it. And that's because I've been listening to you guys for a long time myself. I remember I've been in, I can't tell you how many vocalists, mate, because I'm a musician. Vocalists that I've worked with in bands back when the new metal revolution was happening, about year two thousand, two thousand and three, yeah. that that loved broke the album Broken Blackout as well. That was the, and right. that's that's actually how I got into you guys was basically because you know you're, you're driving somewhere and somebody else puts your music on in the car and you think yeah I can groove to this. It wouldn't it might not have typically been something back then because I liked a lot of really heavy music like Morbid Angel and the like. But then you guys come on, man. It was actually—it was actually a welcome reprieve, if you know what I'm saying. And I think that's the... <laughs> right. And I think that's—I that's cool. think that's the role that your music has played in a lot of heavy metal fans' lives. Does that make sense? No, you know I—you know what? I don't know what was going on, but it, heavy metal people felt
1: like, okay, let's go back. Let's let's have a cultural historic. Uh, Uh, moment real quick, where like, you know, in the 70s, you were either into rock or disco, and it was like a a division along racial lines, right? Mm -hmm. You know, you were either into rock or disco, period. But then like, as it evolved, then like the line began to blur. And then, you know, uh, heavy metal people began to feel a little bit more, you know, relaxed about liking music from the other side of the aisle, so to speak, mm. right? And so then it seems like when we came out, people were, heavy metal people were really, like you say, ready for that reprieve. It's just like, dude, because, you know, I was around, uh, like when the big thing was Motley Crue and Poison and mm. Cinderella and, um, and all that, and, and people were ready for Nirvana. <laughs> you know what yeah, i mean definitely um, so whatever <laughs> and then after a few years of grunge people were ready for the next thing or it's always like that in cycles but luckily for me i caught that part of the cycle
0: right yes yeah yeah and so where
1: people like you were people like you were ready to hear people like me do my thing
0: yeah, and we were, and there's a lot of us out there. And, and the interesting thing is we haven't stopped listening to you. Fans haven't stopped listening to you. It's not one of those scenarios where the band's fallen out of favour. You've consistently released music since 1997. You've always been there for people. And, you know, the other thing too, mate, I've got to give you this compliment. You know, you, you've headed off the digital re- revolution beautifully, meaning that you have remained in- relevant and intact as an artist through that transition. And a lot haven't, as I sort of alluded to earlier. So, how, Wow. You know how did you manage that i mean you must have seen it coming (laughs) that's that's pretty that's a pretty good um
1: yeah that's a pretty pretty good question and um a pretty good um observation uh and that that you can only have that observation because you've you were there for the transition Mm -hmm. where you know if someone who's so young to them, all they know is that, right? But um, I'll tell you what, it, a lot of it is just um, not fighting the changes ever, mm. you know, always just going, okay, the, the it's always about music and putting out music, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And then the way the music comes out and reaches the people is the thing that have, has changed. The way we, we record our music has changed right. But and the way people get music has become obviously easier to mm-hmm. get people to music. Um, uh, but surviving it is more I think, just because uh, of what I've done is constantly made music and constantly put in the work to, cr- to create music and lyrics,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, um, Without that, then if, if you're not in the, if you're not playing, then in the game, you can't win, no. <laughs> but, you know, but and there's an untangible thing though, where, uh, people are relating to the creations, uh, 25 years later, um, a new generation of people are relating to it. So that's the thing that, am I that in control of that? I don't know. I don't think so. Mm. Right. Yep. I'm only control that's like the thing. I can only control the controllables, which is making the best music and putting it out. That's mm. that's what I can do, you know.
0: Yeah, I get it. And the other thing to an observer like myself, it looks like you've had to do it more or less by yourself, meaning that you've had a cast of musicians that have come in and out of the band. But only you've remained the constant member, and really, you've had, you've you've had to deal with a lot of lineup changes and all the rest of it for since really two thousand three right. or four, I think it is. You know how and is would you? <laughs> how have you kept the flame burning though through all of that? Because I understand it's frustrating, isn't it?
1: Well, you know what? It just I think as I'm talking to you, it just occurs to me that, and then just as you say the because the flame is is in burning in me okay permanently and it's not like a case where um it's me and another guy and once this other dude doesn't want to do the music i'm like oh no what am i gonna do no no you know i'm gonna figure out a way to write songs and and get a new musician uh you know okay so in my world there's the songwriting and then there's the musician you know what i mean at least that's how it's evolved out of necessity, when I started seeing members drop out because of drug use mm-hmm. or just out of choice because they weren't feeling the the vibe anymore, I learned that whoa, you're either going to, you know, there's a very uh, famous uh, Freemason by the name of Manly P. Hall, and he wrote that uh, there are two types of men. The first type of man, when he's confronted with, um, with problems, he becomes overwhelmed. And the second type of man, when he's confronted with a problem, he, he finds a solution. So every time I was confronted with a problem, I always found a solution. When a drummer quit on a Tuesday and I had a tour that started on a Friday, oh God, I yeah. found a new drummer. I found yeah. a new fucking drummer. And when a rhythm guitar player quit on a Thursday and I had a show on a Friday, the, the band became a four-piece instead of a five do you know what i'm trying to say yeah. so it's like you know if someone's gonna stop writing the music guess what i'm gonna pick up the guitar and i'm gonna write some shit myself you know,
0: yeah i get I get it, but a lot of people get really dis, they get dis, you know they lose faith don 't they They go through all of this stuff and they they begin to think that, that God, why me, what am I going through all of this stuff, but I can tell you 're a very positive person talking to you, you can hear it coming through in your voice, so it 's a wonderful thing mate you've you 've nurtured that and you 've got the talent and you 're bringing the music to the people after all of these years, and that especially so on this new track, I really enjoy this new track here can i rock and i love the fact that you've got so many heavy metal references through it as well that's sick <laughs> <laughs> yeah that is so great I'm, I'm so glad to hear you say that because
1: dude you know because rock music is like out of style or mm. whatever it always happens it always have its market <clears throat> it's not the top streaming thing you know you're not going to hear it but whatever you get what i'm saying but so like it really is just me tongue-in-cheek, facetious, to sarcastic, saying, am I allowed to rock anymore? What's <laughs> up? You know? Um, and so using those 70s, 80s, 90s references to rock icons yeah. is just is perfect. In my mind, like, because I have a son now who's almost 12, Beautiful. you know? Yep. Like, he would, have to, he would have to Google up those fools that I'm talking
0: about. Ronnie Dio. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I um, love the holy diary Minus Snails. he probably heard of. Yeah, I I love the way that you've paid homage to Ronnie Dio there, because that's the way I take it. And you talk about Holy Diver as well. So you've not just got The Man, you've got one of his most famous albums and cuts in there as well. So it's a bit of a history lesson. Yeah, baby. It's a real history lesson (laughs) for the kids, man. You're doing
1: it. (laughs) It really is. They need to Google that shit and just be amazed at the uh, knowledge of early heavy metal. Um, Because, you know, come on, I'm a kid from the 70s,
0: you know? Likewise, yeah. Likewise, man. And and it what's the the response been like? So have fans been giving you feedback over social media about the track?
1: They say it's fire. I haven't heard one negative thing. Now mm. listen, my old my old DJ, DJ Product, who uh plays with Cottonmouth Kings right now. We're still really good friends. Um I hope to be playing him with again, again with him soon. He like doesn't like anything, you know. And he even likes it. So I had to mention that because, dude, but everyone just keeps hitting me up saying that song is fire, you Mm. know?
0: Yeah, great. That's great. Mate, it bodes well for the future. You know, that, as I say, I mentioned it before, you know, 11 albums in there's probably well over 100 songs in the catalog, man. And this is probably one of your strongest songs you've ever done. Um, And, 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 (laughs) you know, so to be in that position, and as I said, it's really all you. Thank you you so much for saying that, bro. I appreciate that, man. Mm. I always, I love to ask, occasional guests on my podcast series, this one here, okay? So I only ask the special, really yeah. special people, this one here. But can you share <laughs> a crazy touring story? Because I know you got it, did Can you? And I host a not-safe-for-work program.
1: Whoa, but, you know sorry. what's funny is I thought, like, recently I was like, whoa, this is a crazy touring story. I'm going to tell this because I get asked that question, you know. Mm. Tell me the crazy story on uh, tour, you know, and you don't want to, again, you know, I've got the wife and son and they are in the room with me right now. And and so I'm not going to tell the old school uh, groupie um, stories, even though I really don't remember those. Because for some reason, the memories are really foggy. No, but I swear I had a like a really G rated story that was ridiculous. Um, (laughs) And you know, what's funny, though, dude, when people ask you about the story, normally, you're just like, like, right now, I am fucking stumped. Um, um,
0: that's all right. No, no dramas, yeah.
1: Dude, I just... I, but listen, I'll t- let me tell you a story like this. We're on our way to St. Louis, Missouri for a show. I had bought a tour bus, right? Turns out this tour bus was a piece of shit. Mm. We're on this bus, right? It's the middle of fucking winter. We're trying to get there. The, 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 it's like 10 degrees plus the bus has terrible insulation. So we're catching a wind draft, right? The generators out, the heat's not working. Everybody's bundled up. We're trying to make it to the show on time. I'm we're probably like in this town draw, you know, five to 800. Um, so, uh, I don't, and head PE doesn't miss shows. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's a good story. I get there, dude, we get on stage and we're practically frostbite. And I'm in the middle of a hardcore scream. That's like, yeah. And pass (laughs) out, dude pass out fall into the drum set because i i'm used to head rushing i have head rushes in the studio all the time but (laughs) this one was made worse because of the frostbite anyway i passed Mm -hmm. out but that that's not the greatest story but it just shows you that that, you know we're in survival mode but you know what that that was so many years ago as i'm talking to you Mm -hmm. i'm doing so much better now i have such a much better tour bus that was the tour bus you could buy with shitty credit on just cash. All oh, right. Yeah. Now I have good credit. Now I have good credit and good
0: cash. <laughs> so what, dude? What? Yeah, gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, look, it's. Uh, you know that'd... why? Because I got that positive. I got that positive mental attitude. You do. you PMA. Right there. Yeah, I hear John PMA. Joseph and the Cro Mags guys talking about that all the time, man. There uh, you go. It's all about that, mate. Listen yeah. to this
1: listen to this, my friend, my 12 year old, you know, they don't watch TV anymore. They just watch YouTube. Mm-hmm. His guy, his favorite guy talks about PMA as well. And he, uh, you know, it's funny, like the, a new whole new generations hearing PMA from YouTuber gamers, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And it's just a great thing. And you know, like, uh, uh what was the The band uh, bad brains, you know, always talked about PMA yeah. and they got it from, uh, A book I always mention, which is Think and Grow Rich, right, by Napoleon Hill. Yeah, it's a great book. Which is a book I always revisit, and you know what? Buddha talked about it. You know what? Your attitude is everything,
0: right? Mm. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me at all that you're mentioning Napoleon Hill, Think and Grow Rich these sort of wonderful texts that have given humanity so much that you've tapped into that, that you've found that because it's, it's, it's part of the reason or it's, it's inspired your positive outlook, if you like. And that's you know anybody listening to this man that needs, uh, needs a book man to sort of lift them out of a dark place, man, that's the best place to start that one right there. Dude, so much knowledge.
1: Yes. Thank you. And you know, what's great is in this day and age, you yeah. don't even have to fucking read. You get an audio book. Go on. You don't even have to go through the trouble of because I'm a big audiobook guy these days, although I have boxes and boxes of books. But, you know, I, and I, I get up early and, and do uh, cardio and do the gym thing. And um, I listen to audiobooks. Uh, the Science of Getting Rich is one I'd recommend to whoever's listening. That changed my life, dude. Um, it, it's along the lines of Napoleon Hill it was written along the same time that Napoleon wrote his book, Think and Grow Rich, also by a Brit around a hundred years ago it's just all that positivity and how to run your life and be a boss but i'll tell you what in your spare time why not just listen to some good
0: good philosophies like that that as the more i listen to it the better my life seems to get you know Mm, no agreed agreed yeah Mate, you know, these these conversations are always over far too quickly. You know that. And I better let you get to the next one, mate, because no doubt someone's keen. Don't? Dude, yeah,
1: I got another one. You're right. That went quick.
0: <laughs> it does go. <laughs> I, I'll, I've got kids too, but I've got young daughters. So I'm going to try, meaning that I, I really struggle to get out at night these days. Last night was the first time in ages that I've been out. But I'm def- I hear you, brother. I'm definitely going to try get, to, get to your show. You know, I really look forward to trying to get to your show, put it that way. I feel you, brother.
1: You know what? You do your thing with your family, but thanks for taking the time.
0: No worries at all, mate. It's been a pleasure and an honor to chat to you. Thank you so much.
1: Okay, have a good day. Peace. No worries. Catch you.
0: You've been listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast series that syndicates for the A-List Online. My name's Andrew Mackay smith and the fellow you just heard from was Jared Gomez from the U.S. outfit Head P.E. Thanks so much for listening.